quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prosperity is productivity, not just hard work. You can be very hardworking and still be broke if you are not productive. Your life condition today is an outcome of choices and decisions made in time past. Good choices, bad choices, easier choices, or no choices at all. Nigeria's megacity. One of the most dynamic, unrestrained, and energetic expressions of free market capitalism and do-it-yourself entrepreneurship on the planet. When you have a place of 20 million people, they have to eat, they have to wear clothes, they have to do all sorts of things. I mean, Lagos is a testimony to the resilience and to the ingenuity of the Nigerian spirit. Buy, sell, trade, hustle, and claw. Make your own way, any way you can. Nobody does any one job in this country. They say you have to have three hustles. Yes. You see people making watches from scraps. There are people who make shoes. I'm wearing something that's made by a Nigerian. I provide my own water. I provide my own power because I have a generator, I have an inverter. There's an energy in Lagos. The hustle and the bustle. Nigeria, here's your boy, MTD With a ridiculously overburdened infrastructure and a history of egregiously bent leadership, they long ago learned that ain't nobody gonna help you in this war. Pick up a broom, a hammer, buy a taxi or a truck, build a bank or a billion-dollar company, and get to work. I will push myself. I will do what I need to do. I'll do whatever it takes to take care of myself and my family. Nigeria, 
on Victoria Island right now? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. So this is the promised land. This is Manhattan. Victoria Island, the Garden of Dreams, where the winners work and play. There's money in Nigeria. Lots of it. Mostly from oil, agriculture, and services like banking. Lagos alone is the fifth largest economy in Africa. 9,000 millionaires and billionaires, many of Africa's richest people, live here. 50 years ago, there were 300,000 people in Lagos. There are now almost 20 million. Around 20 million. Yeah. There's a whole lot of people leaving wherever they were, yep. coming to the big city, looking to get a job, looking to make it big. Absolutely. Uh, the smartest, the fastest, the best, the brightest, make it over here. Yep. It's that place. It, it, it'll make you or it'll break you, sink or swim. Sheena Peller owns Quillox, one of Africa's most exclusive nightclubs. I built the nightclub by myself, my construction company. Banky Wellington is an artist and businessman. I'm a record label owner, I'm an actor, I'm a director, I do videos and TV commercials, I'm in advertising, I'm in real estate. Uh, I'm training to be a chef. What, why work so hard? I mean, you don't have to hustle. You know, life is good, business is good. Why are you doing so many things? That is just something that is common in Nigeria, you know. There's the eternal Nigerian optimism that tomorrow is going to be better yeah, where than does today. Where come from? Why are Nigerians so, so optimistic? I think that it's born out of necessity. You know, you're either going to make it or you're going to be screwed. <laughs> you almost don't have a choice. You need to be trying everything possible. I That's must it. make it. That's I must it. be successful. Right over there, Victoria Island, that's the Nigerian dream, right? If I just hustle enough, if I figure out a way, I have a master plan, God's help, I'm going to end up over there. It's close. It's really close. How do you get from here to there? It's impossible. The government and the people in power made poor people perpetually poor. This is the other Lagos, Makoko, a city within a city. This community has been in existence for over 100 years. This used to be a little fishing village. Yeah. Yes. People started showing up, no plan, build your own house. It's a community that has been built, not based on government plan. It is an ingenuity of the people. How many people live here? The whole waterways. The whole waterways. The whole waterways will be about 100,000 people. Oh, 
the bad day, it's a fully functioning community. I've seen barber shops, restaurants, groceries, hotels, hospital, private schools. Self-made, self-run, self-policing, independent of everything. It exists because it has to. I mean, there's electricity, there's the water, all of this you provide, yes? Yes, yeah, you provide. Adato Agbeniji is a musician and activist. This community started from nothing. Now it's booming and the government is coming to seize it. They, they want to get you out, right? Yes. They like to build hotels. Yes. Yami Mesu, the son of a neighborhood leader. But they've been forced to stop. No, it's not, they're not stopping. <laughs> they're been, stopping. We've, been, we've been able to halt them. Two, three weeks ago, there was another community on the other side of Lagos. On the island. On the island. was also demolished. They just come and demolish. The people living here, their source of livelihood depends on fishing. They are fisher people. So if you take them to the mainland, it's like taking the fish out of water. Out of water. You can't survive. You can't survive. You can't survive. What do we got here? Okay, this is called Moyo. Moyo. We eat it with this cassava flip. Mm -hmm. We call it eba. All right. And here we call it gali. That looks good. All the children I see yeah. go to school. Mm -hmm. What will they do? Will they stay here and take up the family business or are they going to move on? Some will grow up to become accountants, they'll become professionals. But what, what, would a, what would a lawyer do? What would an accountant do when there is no food? Most of the fishes that have been sold to the rich men in government we're actually right. taken from, from this village. Right. We need people that do fishing, do farming. But you're going to need lawyers. Definitely. You're going to need, need Everybody needs everybody. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. To do well in business, don't just be religious, be hardworking, and be full of ideas. You need all these to birth a real miracle. Yes, this is Computer Village. It's your tech hub. They sell everything here. Mobile phones, computers, any kind of digital equipment you're looking for, this is where to find it. It's said to be a $2 billion market. Public money is generated in Lagos, not so much by oil, but by the free market. A Wild West free-for-all of private enterprise. It grew organically, not by government intervention. It just happened. It just happened. Everything is cramped into this small ecosystem. You have one small store, somebody selling mobile phones right in it, and in front of him you have another guy who's selling applications for the phones. A repair guy, he's right there. And it works, that's the amazing thing about it. Tunji Andrews is a journalist, radio host, and an expert on the Nigerian economy. The guys who fascinate me are these kids sitting there with phones all opened up. Like, if I want my iPhone repaired in New York, I have to go to the Apple store, I gotta wait online, I gotta say goodbye to my phone for a while. But here, they know how to take apart my iPhone, fix it, and put it back together. This is how the Computer Village ecosystem works, right? A young boy trying to make a better life for himself finds his way to Lagos. Then one of his brothers, his uncles, is working here, and then he starts to learn how to repair mobile phones, right? Right. And sometimes I tend to think they do it with trial and error. So right. your phone might be just a practice. Uh, right. Yeah. But, but they um, get there eventually. They get there eventually. And that's the success story of almost all the people you see here. Most of them came into this particular market with nothing. OK, this is Stella's Kitchen. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. get some food. Exactly. 
pounded yam is the ubiquitous starch of Nigerian cuisine. Here served with a goosey soup. A stew of goat meat, melon seeds, fish stock, and chilies. This is very, very good. So I've heard this market described as the perfect market. Now, what does that mean? Right here, you can find on the same streets about 20 people doing exactly the same thing. So you go to the press guy and you say, hey, I want to repair my phone. Uh, he says, okay, I can do it for you at 5,000 naira. Now, all you have to do is look across the road and find somebody who can do exactly the same thing. And he knows that, right? So he starts to think to himself, I better give him the best price I can possibly give him right. so that I can get his market. Completely unregulated as far as prices. Completely unregulated. So it's really the free market at its purest. Exactly. Lagos has been able to grow and expand its borders and that comes from the sweat of people on the street. Right. Once government interferes in private activity, more often than not, they make it more complex and they move it towards extinction. A lot of people are outside the tax net. So right. the state government has to be very ingenious in trying to get taxes. Right. Who really runs the streets? The de facto front line of law and order are area boys. The government tries to get people on the street, like the foot soldiers. An area boys crew levels street taxes on, well, everything. Reporting to their regional boss, a king of boys. This is our boss. This is our youth leader. Taxis, buses, any target of opportunity pays. You don't depend on government, fine. But you're running your own business. Right. So you pay a bribe. Because that's the only way to get things done. Every person seems to be tainted a little. Police, politicians, business leaders. Everybody gets their piece of the action. It's a daily fact of life in Lagos. a big oil rich country why does it look like dubai well I, I i hate to be on this show and talk nigeria down you know what it is because you you hear all these things all the time so to, to, yes there is corruption it is about corruption it's about the fact that the resources that are supposed to be used for people aren't being used for people kadaria ahmed is a progressive journalist editor and tv host who moderates the presidential debates Years of military rule meant that people were brutalized. There was a fight against thinking. There was an anti-intellectual movement where Absolutely. you were punished for... Shamed. Shamed for yes. reading, for having an education, for aspiring to those things. So, yeah, yeah. You saw a decline in education that continued for 30 years. The biggest obstacle in this country is the political class. Because what we've had, you know, in Nigeria is if you lose elections, 
you then jump to the other party and you win elections. And then if you lose, you go back to this other party. So it's the same people. They're going to fight tooth and nail to stay in office and to keep the system the way it is. Pepper soup is the food of the night and dark places. It burns. It burns real good. Delicious. This is a very IT-savvy country. Nigerian internet scammers are world-renowned. No. They're a tiny Look, minority, it, I it, must tell you. It may not be a legitimate enterprise, but you've got some very smart, hard-working people. <laughs> They're very talented. Imagine if they were all well-educated, if they had access to finance. I believe if you're a black person, whether you're African or you're African-American, you're never going to get any respect unless there's a successful black nation. It is unwise to hold other people, your employer, or even the government accountable for your success. That is the only way people are going to respect you. You must do it yourself. Elizabeth came to Nigeria in 1959. The 33 million people of England's most prosperous African colony were ready for independence. A friend of mine sends me a text and says, are you aware of Nigerian psych rock of the 70s? Yeah, there was a war in the late 60s, you know, that caused a whole shift in the sound because before the war was highlighted. And after the war, it was rock and all sorts of sounds. This is mind-blowing, like amazing stuff. This was, this was a game changer. It's as if everybody took acid at the same time. It was less the acid and more, let's just freak out. These new sounds, mutations on funk, jazz, and rock, marked an explosive change in Nigerian culture. How did it do when they came in? It was, it was wildfire. It was, really? It was it. It was a massive hit. Kemi Castro is a collector and aficionado. This is really where it started from. Uh-huh. Blow. They had a very trippy song, which I'll play for you. Yeah, let's hear it. This is freaky. That shift in music had to do a lot with the war. Nigeria's rebel eastern state, the Republic of Biafra, declared its independence. That music was needed to translate the darkness. Soldiers of the breakaway province suffered heavy casualties and ultimate defeat. A thousand Biafrans a day died of starvation. The music was a defiant middle finger to war, to corruption, 
and repressive military rule. You know how military dictators try and control everything. But of all the music of the time, nothing and nobody took it directly to the people in such explicitly confrontational terms as Afrobeat and its architect, Fela Kuti. The government were giving Fela a hard time because he was protesting by name yeah. specific things. I mean, they identified him as an existential threat, and he was. <laughs> People would show up at the shrine, exactly. but what's he going to say? What's he mad about today? Fela was an African superstar, a loud, persistent, and unwavering voice of opposition and resistance. People protested, but they didn't name names. But Fela would name names and, and say, you know, you're the... decade, Fela's voice was the only voice here, opposing the dictators, and he paid a very high price. His house was burned, he was stopped from playing. Fela died in 1997 of AIDS, after a social life that could be best described as complicated. He married 27 wives in one day, for instance, but he left behind an enormous legacy and a family, including two internationally celebrated musicians in their own right, Femi and Shun Kuti. Because of Fela, we are able to voice our feelings today. If things are not right, you can't just gloss over it. There is no reason why this country cannot be ten times better. Daughter Yeni runs this place the new Africa Shrine. We have more money, we have more oil, but we have bad leaders. Both a musical venue and political pulpit, with a vital position at the epicenter of Nigerian music. Especially when Anthony is drinking beer, I'm drinking beer too. How can you say because he's drinking beer, you're drinking beer? I'm a fan. Of him drinking beer? No, of him. No, <laughs> I'm a fan of beer too, but you know, he's drinking beer, I'm drinking beer. <laughs> you grew up at your dad's compound, and I know at one point he wanted you to become an area boy. And he thought that that would be good street cred. That's to put it uh, kind of mild. He just wanted me to be, like, from the streets. We've been running into area boards constantly through this week. And I kind of want to know how the structure works. Like, if you wanted to go for election, for instance, you needed, you will need to see all the area boys. You'll have to give a lot of money. 
for him to get all his gang members to vote for you. And if you do a good job in dealing with this, you probably will win. That's not quite democracy, though, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Nigeria is not really a you know, democratic state. Struggle music, struggle sounds, struggle people, struggle now. Struggle music, struggle sound, struggle people, struggle now. Struggle music, struggle sound. What is going on in Africa today for me, I think, is a perverse kind of hopelessness. Working for a system that is oppressing you, and you know it's oppressing you, but you've given up that. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, is that what you seem? Because honestly, yeah. I, I've never been in a country where everybody are working so hard at something. They're hustling. But they're hustling. Look, I've been to the DRC, to Goma and Kisangani, and those were not hopeful places. Yeah, but, but Nigeria is the same way as DRC in the north, huh? Because we have the Boko Haram insurgency. People are being killed, but nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to act as if it's as serious as... Because Nigeria, we play, we play the game. We are the kings of the game. We were so proud when Nigeria arrived in Kenya for the African summit because we brought the most amount of private jets. You understand? This is their mentality. They are all elitists. You know, they have yards. You know, in a country where 90% live, live in poverty. It's self-esteem. Self-esteem? Yes. That's, I see that's what you no, own. I, see. Of that. No, I don't think I your self-esteem is about what you can buy. Excuse me. It's not what, what you can afford. As much as Nigeria is bad, there is hope. When I grew up, we were like caged in. We could sit here like this. The police would come here and beat everybody up. A generation will come where they will say, enough is enough. Let's take back our lives. Femi Kuti for president. Don't listen to him. FKFP, Niger resistance. <laughs> is the melody of the angels of death. Do not be afraid. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. are the largest tribal group in Nigeria. Known originally as cattlemen, they have become powerful politically as well. This is Dembe boxing, a very old and very brutal fighting art, deeply ingrained in Hausa traditions particularly among the butcher class. It is a way for tough young men to earn a few bucks. We are African man! 
prove themselves and break up the grim routine of their daily lives. All Hausa versus Hausa. Yeah, Hausa versus Hausa. You hit with one hand. Yeah, and the other one is to block. Community Adege, sitting beside you is the Emir of Adege. You are welcome to our humble family. Thank you. Interreligious and intertribal violence has been a fact of life for years in Nigeria. There are over 300 tribes, and tens of thousands have died during such conflicts. In Lagos, some are trying to rewrite that narrative. The neighborhood of Agege is a melting pot of different tribes and religious groups. This was originally a Yoruba area, yes? Yes, yes. yes. But the Hausa people have been living here for a very, very yes, long time, long cooperating time. very... 154 years ago, there are intermarriages in between us and them. So that is why we are, there are a lot of understanding. Masa, rice cakes made from Nigerian sticky rice, sugar, and potash, a mineral-rich salt. This is fura. It's made from millet and milk. It's more like a yogurt, a little yeah, slightly yeah. sour. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. This is one of the surprising foods. It's also made of beans. This is all beans? Yes. Danwake, high-protein bean flour dumplings served with tomatoes, onions, and a peppery sauce. Mmm, delicious. The moringa? and Moringa salad, made from the leaves of the Zogala tree and said to have medicinal properties. Kulikuli powder is a garnish or condiment made from ground peanuts. What do you see the future of this area and your people? Anything relies on education. We promote both Western and Arabic knowledge. The whole Africa or even the whole world is represented in Lagos, so we have to work together. The Prophet of Islam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he lived with Christians and Jews peacefully without any problem. We believe if there is no peace, there will be no progress. You cannot go to mosques, you cannot go to church, you cannot go to school, you cannot go to work. We love Lagos, we love peace. And we pray to Almighty Allah to continue living in peace. God bless Lagos, God bless Nigeria.
cooking takes time. As more and more Lagosian men and women enter the workforce, fewer and fewer cook the old way. Long, low and slow preparations that can take hours. The Lagos upbeat style makes it impossible for you to cook everything at home. So you go, you buy from the street. So who blogs about food here? We all do. We all blog all about food. <laughs> Atim, her mom, Iku, and friend Oz are all hard workers, holding down multiple jobs between them. But they hang on to their fierce love of food and cooking. Who were your readers? Primarily Nigerians. Homesick Nigerians also, I would yes, think, in the States. particularly homesick. Yeah. <laughs> but then people that are married to Nigerians that want to learn the cuisine. Ah. These days, one often eats quickly at a place like this. Yakoyo, serving traditional Nigerian dishes made the way they should be made. This is called Ewetu. It's juice leaf. Ewetu is a soup from the Yoruba tribe. Crayfish, chilies, locust beans, and jute leaves. Mm, this is good. Have you had jollof rice? It's rice cooked with... Tomato sauce. Spiced tomato sauce. Yeah. It's almost like Spanish red rice. Jollof rice, a staple across West Africa. Country of origin? Don't get into that issue. It's contentious. All I can tell you is it's delicious. Now, who runs these businesses? You walk in and you see an old lady sitting by the sitting. corner. Yeah. Her eyes are darting. Yeah. You know, she's checking, she's counting tables, you know. Has the girl brought back my money? Yeah. So she sits there to control her money. In the back, you see a guy cooking big batches to refill. Mm -hmm. Pounded and cooked it kind of like this. No. 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 <laughs> this is yam, raw, sliced, nice. ground into a flour, yeah. and then cooked into a meal. meal. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like grits. Yes. Yeah. It's about what you want, how you want to combine it. Thank you. So you don't you don't tilt your glass when you're pouring there? I do, I'm just like lazy. <laughs> Man, you guys are harsh. No, 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 no. I'm going to be reading about myself on your blog. He's an animal at the table. <laughs> Food here is really, really good. We're seeing quite a bit of evolution going on. Mm -hmm. We're not all sit-at-home moms anymore. Not many people want to pound yam. She certainly does not want to pound yam. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when she's getting married, one of her gifts to her husband's house would not be a mortar and a pestle. Unlike 20 or it would 30 be years ago. It would be a processor, most likely. Right. And personally, I think maybe people, women my generation, might have failed people like her by not passing things on. But now, thanks to food bloggers, the younger 
ladies have you an, know, avenue, to an avenue to you know get this information without depending on their mom. How much interest in food is there these days? More? <laughs> More. Nigerians are big on meat. Yeah. Yes. So when oh, you yes. see that we have a few vegan chefs. Wow, keep vegans. In, yes. <laughs> in, in Nigeria, yeah. I think that shows you just how much we're, people are finding their niches. Yeah. But you know, that's for a certain social class. The bulk of the people Still, I mean, they don't have access I to the internet. They, care. they don't care. Yeah, that's you know, the guy just wants to fill his tummy for the day. You know, so yeah, food is changing, but it is not an, it's not a revolution yet. iPhones. And imagine if they were all well educated. They say that where there's a will, there's a way. And there is plenty of will in Nigeria. Find a niche, create a business, build a home, a school, a community or look beyond to creating a new society. Andela, co-founded by Ayanolowa Aboyali and run in Nigeria by Seni Suleiman, is a rigorous training program that teaches coders and engineers with the goal of creating no less than a continent-wide ecosystem of high-value software developers. My mom had like a mobile shop Something like what's in Computer Village, and she, like that's where I grew up. Like she'll sell mobile phones, they'll fix it there, and she just used to run that. I tried looking for a job, but the jobs I got, I'm like, no, I don't want to be a salesperson, I don't want to be a secretary. So that's why I got to the programming. Shalom and Blessing are trainees in the program, people who will someday rewrite the way Africa works. As you can see, there are a lot of issues in Nigeria today. The average Nigerian is struggling to. Just food, water, clothing, shelter. We all believe that this will change. And we all believe that we will change that. In the US, for every software developer that's looking for a job, there are five openings, which means there's a massive opportunity to get these awesome people who are really smart and really driven to be ready to take on Africa's challenges. But that's what's special about this place. I mean, most people are kind of resigned to the reality that, that they have. We're creating an alternate reality where you know, there's always going to be power for you to do your work. You know, yeah. you know. <laughs> Africa, it should be stressed, is home to seven of the ten fastest-growing Internet populations in the world, with a huge, young, and mostly untapped labor pool of eager and ambitious people. The impact in very short period of time is incredible. Before we started, people would rarely hire African developers, and now they can. Many of us have been products of multinational experiences. So I grew up in Nigeria, spent time in Paris, went to the US, and eventually I came back home. We're all connected. We know what's happening around the world. 
and you ask yourself, if that's happening literally just a few hours by plane away from here, why is it not happening here? Well, technology is going to change this continent. There is no other place in the world where you have the opportunity to build the future from scratch. Where will Lagos be in 10 years? Or 20? Change is inevitable. The problem's enormous. But the desire, the hope, is there. To change not just Nigeria, but the world. We've got all the conditions for a revolution. Just build a CV, build a life. Be better in real life than on paper. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.